Better Banking is getting an unbelievable 0.99% APR rate on a home equity line of credit from First Commonwealth Bank to turn your bathroom into your, wow, I love this bathroom, bathroom. 0.99% introductory APR for six months that adjusts to a variable rate based on Wall Street Journal prime rate plus or minus a margin with a minimum rate of 2.99% and a maximum rate of 18%. Offer subject to change or withdrawal at any time. Call 1-800-711-2265 for details about credit costs and terms. Equal housing lender. First Commonwealth Bank. Member FDIC. Welcome into DC On Screen episode 419. I'm your host, David C. Robertson. This is my co-host, Jason Goss. Hello. Hiya. So we have decided to forego the intro music today because this is going to be something of a transitional episode. Um, We have a, a big announcement. DC On Screen is going to change pretty drastically in some ways. And we wanted to give you guys a heads up. For a long time now, Jason and I have done two news episodes a week, one for film, one for television, uh, and we've gotten pretty comprehensive with the news. In the on-season, we've also done recaps and reviews for each individual live-action episode that's aired for Gotham, Lucifer, Supergirl, The Flash, Legends of Tomorrow, and Arrow. Besides that, we of course did film reviews and uh, animation reviews when we could, Now, behind the scenes, that equals roughly 60 hours a week of work between the two of us. And uh, with the inclusion of uh, Black Lightning, uh, Krypton, and Titans, it's really only going to get hairier from there. Uh, And We've loved doing the show as is, but uh, honestly, the stress has been mounting. Uh, Last year was spectacularly rough for us. Uh, Our personal and creative lives took a real hit. Our stress level skyrocketed. we each toyed with emotional breakdowns, like seriously. Mm-hmm. Like, toyed with medications. Um, yeah. Um, saw, saw doctors on occasion for various things. Yeah, and you know, it wasn't all due to the show, but no, all no. the stress of the show is is was not uh, was not helping. Mm. But um, and there's absolutely no way for us to keep the show going in the same format, much less with the added series. Um, we've known for a while that we were going to have to sit down and figure out what was happening with the show this year, uh, but what it, what made us actually stop and make those decisions was a pretty big fight that we had before and after last week's, uh, well, I guess not last week's, but the last uh, well, two weeks ago, mm-hmm. at, with the San Diego Comic-Con episodes. Um, I'm sure you know the regular listeners know those were really weird episodes. I would I would probably refer to them as gruelingly terse. <laughs> but, yeah. um, and we're pretty ashamed of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, um, look, I mean, Jason and I have maybe had two or three arguments over the years, like two or three, seriously, mm-hmm. that were anything more than playful. Uh, but I think this was, I think this was our first actual like verbal row. Yeah. It was, yeah. it was really, it was really rough for a minute. Um, yeah. but yeah, we're not proud of those episodes and we're not proud of having let ourselves get to that point without talking. So, uh, apologies to you guys for that. Um, we've already said our apologies to each other, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like grown ass men should. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so what out. we're doing, yeah. Um, and this is part of that. So what we're doing is this, <clears throat> we are going to be doing one news episode a week that covers the big news for film, television, etc. We're not trying to be comprehensive anymore. Um, we want to talk about the stuff that we think is cool or interesting, or hilarious, or, you know, if it makes us angry, we'll talk about that too. Um, Basically, being the audio rendition of a news ticker isn't what we set out to do originally, Um, but that's kind of what it mostly became, and mostly because of my OCD tendencies, um, I feel, but um, as always, uh, we want to open it up to the listeners to ask us to talk about specific pieces of news as it interests you. If we miss something you thought was important, drop us a line and we'll get to it next time. Um, Unfortunately, the individual episode reviews are now officially a thing of the past. We'll still have special season premiere reviews, and uh, I I think, and we'll do, we'll probably either do season reviews or half season reviews. Uh, We still have a lot of details to work out. Yeah. Importantly, though, and this is what excites me the most about all of this. this is going to free us up to do a lot more fun stuff with like crossovers, whether the podcasts, standalone episodes, like the DC movies that never happened, which apparently people really enjoy. 
And uh, like reviews, reviews of older series or films or animated properties. Um, you know, I haven't even talked to you about this, but um, Eli Opelders of Stealing the Remote, I was talking to her and she uh, thought it might be a really good idea to do, or actually it was my idea, but seems down. Um, maybe doing like a fan casting of a Batman trilogy as a crossover with, uh, with her. So, mm-hmm. I, you know. That that sounds like a lot of fun, it does. and uh, I look forward to all of that and uh, whatever this show uh, becomes in the future. And uh, like I said, we're going to be working it out, and w- we love you guys for sticking with us at, uh, through this weird transition. And I'm I'm sorry if we're letting you down. I'm sure some people might feel a little betrayed, um, but we we don't want to. We don't want you to feel that way. No, but it, it just um, became completely unsustainable. At this <laughs> at this point, and part of it had yeah. to do with even even the shows as they are. If even if they weren't adding shows, mm-hmm. they've just moved two shows to Thursday night. And me and Dave only have certain times during the week that we can record. Yeah. Um, even like getting even get even getting caught up on like Gotham and Arrow, if if nothing else was changing, was still going to be really difficult to get worked in. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and you know, as far as not being comprehensive on the news anymore. <laughs> It was it was taking a lot of like so much time and energy to try to like suss out the clickbait from you know the real news and it was just and you know how much do you how much do you really care about what's on Jason Momoa's Snapchat every week? Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. It's not it's not too much, but because I am who I am, I'm like, oh no, it's news. He was hitting another guy with a stick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um but yeah and you know we always set up for this show to be we always set out for it to be uh to feel like a couple of friends sitting around talking about dc because that's what it was yeah and i'd like to get back to that more fun more more humor uh more audience participation because we love you guys mm-hmm. anyway uh so also I, it was basically either this or we were gonna burn out <laughs> yeah um so look, uh, we're gonna we're we're doing a version of this this new uh, this new uh, I don't know rendition of the show format I guess I don't know yeah we'll it's be actually, hitting up it really is mm-hmm. very similar to what we were doing when we first started for anyone who has been around that long yeah uh, it is um, but for those unaware uh, what what's gonna happen is we're gonna do DC EU the film news we're gonna do fan feedback for that. And um, and then we're gonna do DCTV news and uh, fan feedback, if any, for that, and um, and call it a day. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, let's ju- I guess ju- let's jump in yeah. I, uh, to the DCEU news. Also, spoilers uh, <laughs> if it's been released, if, if it's been out in the theater, we're gonna talk about it. Um, I you know I for anyone who hasn't seen Batman v Superman, I'm sorry. We're gonna talk a little bit about that at the end of the uh, at the end of the film section. Mm-hmm. Uh, so one of our listeners has a question, but uh, anyway, uh, let's let's uh, talk a little bit. You know, you had a birthday. I did. I did. I've aged. <laughs> you uh, you posted a picture of yourself pointing to a comic book that was the same age as you. What what, what is that comic book? Uh, it's an old world's finest from uh, July of '84. Okay. When when now, we both Rand- came squirming into this world. <laughs> squirming. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. <laughs> Okay, um, so uh, Randy on Twitter, uh, and, you know, a number of people actually said happy birthday on oh, social you. media. Um, Randy uh, on Twitter, uh, Randy SF forty five says uh, happy birthday, Jason. You're making me feel old. I remember collecting DC comics in the late seventies, early eighties. Um, it's pretty you know, clear that that's that era's artwork on this thing. Yeah, it was kind of hard to see in the picture. It was a little far away. Yeah, it w- it was, but um. Just a very, it's like if they asked Salvador Dali to do a, a World's Finest cover for him. This is what it looks like. Yeah, yeah. And, um, um, and like, yeah, make sure it's pirate-themed, too. Okay. You know what you should do? You should go over to, like, Second and Charles or whatever. Mm-hmm. They have, like, real those little, those uh, the comic book frames for pretty cheap. And you should just frame it and hang it up somewhere, because yeah, that's I've a got cool a, cover. I've got a, uh, a few, and I actually added some more this weekend. So, um, I'm going to have to just go buy like buy some wood and do this myself. Oh man, I mean, like I said, second to Charles, those frames, they're like three for ten, something like that. No, oh, well then never mind. Right? Yeah. It's just <laughs> Anyway, they come with glass and everything. It's that's, awesome. That's done deal. All right. Absolutely. So um blah, 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 blah. 
They uh, <laughs> iTunes released uh, the pre-order. Um, sorry, iTunes has Wonder Woman for pre-order, and um, they were saying that the digital uh, it's going to be digitally released August 29th. Uh, and uh, Amazon had had being the operative word the physical Blu-ray uh, for pre-order. Well, they still have it, but they had it listed for uh, September 19th, but they've now been like now scrubbed it from their site. So. Gotcha. I guess Warner Brothers was like, take that shit down. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that ain't official yet. Yeah. Amazon's really got to so, watch it. They've been in trouble for that lately. Yeah, I know. But uh, you know what? Uh, it'll at least give you an idea. I've already got my, my Blu-ray of Wonder Woman pre-ordered. Pre-ordered. Yeah. By the way, did you happen to see the... Um, I know you don't really usually follow this stuff, but the uh, the the Best Buy uh, Steelbook cover for Wonder Woman, did you, did you see that? Yeah. <laughs> Out of all of the magnificent posters that Clay Enos like shot for that movie, they did some kind of a weird, like out of proportion, shitty drawing for the still book. <laughs> it was just <laughs> terrible. Awesome. So much so that even Scott from the Squadcast was like, from Suicide Squadcast was like, mm, no, no, I've canceled my, I've canceled my still book order, and like he he digs on the still books hard. But he was like, no, wasn't, this is awful. Wasn't having it? <laughs> That's fantastic. I was like, how did you even figure, how did, what's happening? How could you make that cover? Anyway. Did you, uh, did you see the video of um, Ray Fisher and Ezra Miller reacting to their first action figures? No, I heard about it, but I, I hadn't seen that one yet. Dude, Ezra Miller looks like he's going to cry. <laughs> I don't doubt it. He is so excited. Like he took it out of the box and he's staring at it and he's just like heavily, heavily breathing, like trying to control his breathing. <laughs> That's great. It's kind of adorable. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would, I would totally do that. Yeah. Did you? Do you remember um, a few weeks ago when I said that the new Justice League poster looked like it was, uh, it was the like an Alex Ross painting? Yeah. Clay Enos confirmed it. He confirmed that he was inspired by that by that specific Alex Ross painting. Gotcha. Yeah, that makes sense. So you know, called it. I called it. That's right. I I actually did just Suck turn it. on the, uh, <clears throat> the Ezra Miller <laughs> thing, and it's uh, yeah, yeah. He could definitely cry. Fisher looks excited, no. but like he's got it together. Like, yeah, Fisher's too so busy. Like I don't know, pimping that little tagline of his. Like he's pointing at his figure and going, "That's what that Borg life is." And I'm like, <laughs> "Dude, calm your shit. Stop screaming about Borg life all the time." Yeah. <laughs> it's in a Star Trek episode. <laughs> right. So they they released a uh, the new Justice League featured trailer, which is really just the uh, San Diego Comic Con trailer cut short with uh, like one extra line that I can tell. I assume they just cut it down but, to like TV length. No, they just cut it down to like two and a half minutes for like feature length, mm-hmm. you know, like so they can show it in the trailers. Yeah, I'm sorry, sorry, they can show it in the theaters. Um, but they added this line of uh, it's been reported that it was Aquaman. I, I couldn't tell who it was by listening to it, but the the voice says, "This is crazy, fighting the devil and his army in hell." That's you know, I dig that. Yeah, sounds good. I dig that. Uh, sounds cool. They've um. They've also like released. Uh, they they have released a ton of promotional stuff that I'm not going to get into here. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, but like they've put out like pictures of like different posters and like mugs and t-shirts and stuff and like action figures. And should be no surprise that I want all of it. Yeah, the the swag train is is rolling full steam now. <laughs> yeah, and I'm already out of room. Mm-hmm. Uh. <laughs> So they're saying that Wonder Woman 2 has a release date. Yeah. They're saying it's uh, December 13th, 2019, which is weird. I would think that would be a, uh, I mean, I would think that would be more of a summer release. Um, I don't I don't remember what they had going during the summer. Yeah. Surely they've got something planned for the summer. Um, I assume, though, that they could pretty much put it wherever they wanted. I mean, Wonder Woman 2 is um, such a guaranteed sell. I don't think they're really like worried about who they're up against any any given weekend. They should be. I mean, Wonder Woman 2 is fine, but you're... I mean, December of 2019, what is that, the Han Solo movie? Um, well, if they ever make that, yeah. Well, I mean, Ron Howard's making it. <laughs> it's, we'll see if Opie can save it, but... 
No, this is Maybe what this can. is what they got. It's uh, Shazam's going to be their April release. So that's that's what they're betting on. Mm. Currently, it's supposed to be their April release. So. Yeah, it feels like it's like opposite of what Marvel's does. You know, where like they like, hey, here, you know, here's a thing. Whatever we're introducing is going to be in August or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then like when it blows up, as it always does, like they'll be like, all right, well the sequel's going to be in May, mm-hmm. and we'll introduce a new thing in August. I don't know. Or whatever it is. I don't know the Marvel schedule. I don't know why I acted like I did. <laughs> I thought I had a remembrance of it. And I was like, wait, well, there for a second. Well, yeah, but then like I'm like, Thor is usually in November, so maybe it is. I don't know. Maybe it's different. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Whatever. <laughs> um, David F. Sandberg, the guy that uh, is directing Shazam, mm-hmm. uh, had some interesting stuff to say. Uh, there's a few interesting things with him. Uh, he says uh, about what to expect. He said, I think this will be one of the more fun or lighthearted movies so far in the DC universe. It certainly will be a departure. The big attraction for me with that character is the fact that every kid dreams of being Superman. I mean, I certainly did. And and Billy is a kid that gets that chance. He gets to become the superhero. So it'll be big with, big with superpowers in a way. I love that concept. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, full disclosure, I'm not the biggest Shazam fan. I really don't care too much. Unless they, you know, really hit it up a fair, like, in a fun way. I, I'm not that huge of a fan. Um, that being said, the last, like, several times I've seen the character, he's been done in a really fun way, right. so I've liked him. <laughs> but <laughs> it's easy, what I'm saying is it's easy to screw him up. Sure. And you, you know, got to really just, commit to the premise on him. You can't, I don't think you yeah. can kind of half-ass it. Yeah, I, I, I don't want to be sitting there and listening to that wizard talk, you know, for two and a half hours. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> um... But yeah, this guy seems to have a really good sense of humor. He uh, he tweeted like he was trolling fans. He's been trolling fans with a lot of different things. But he trolled fans with a fake Shazam script. It was hilarious. It was pretty good. Like I encourage you to take the the five minutes to check that thing out. But it was it was like like Superman shows up and and um, you know Billy Batson's all <laughs> like hold my beer, Tony. You know. It, it, yeah, he's like, <laughs> like this bitch. Uh, you know? Oh, this bitch again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So he gives he gives Tommy the tiger his beer, uh, and like yeah. tries to have a standoff Super- with him. <laughs> and Superman puts on his glasses. And he's like, "Oh, where does oh, Superman it. go? Did you see where Superman went?" And then uh, I I don't know something about it. he goes he goes around to the back of him like a like a coward and <laughs> hits him in the back or something like that. It's just it's just <laughs> real stupid, man. It, but it's it made me laugh a couple times. My favorite part though is at the end, like uh, after kicking him in the back like a coward, as it says, he's like. You just have this like mustache twirling, you know, kind of like out of, out of Superman. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was great. Yeah, and he put down like when he tweeted it was like, oh god, this last draft is just perfect. We're getting the, you know, threw it out there. <laughs> yeah. What? How many people uh, do, you, do you think actually read that and went, oh no? You know. I wonder. There seems to be a lot of people online who don't have a sense of humor. Yeah. Um. So, a lot of people noticed that there wasn't a mention of a Nightwing at the uh, San Diego Comic-Con. Um, it, wasn't, it wasn't on the slate. And uh, Chris McKay defended it on uh, Twitter. He says, I've turned down films because they were backed into a release date that made it difficult to make a great film. This isn't going to be like that. I want this movie to blow you away. We need time to get it right. Can't argue with that. No, no, I... I... <laughs> I get the villain if they do the, and they've tried to do this before, and thankfully it doesn't happen as often. But uh-huh. you get all the production going, but you've already got the toy line worked out before you've even got a script. And <laughs> you get the villain that if they bring Chris McKay the yeah. toys and say, "This is what we're going to have in the movie. This is what we're going to sell off the back of the movie," he's just going to like grab a, a a garbage can and just burn them in front of him. He might, or he might make an entire amazing movie out of those toys. He might. Stop I just, motion. I just get the villain. He's not going to put up with that crap. Yeah. No. All right, so we got a little feedback. I call that the Shoemaker lesson, or the Schumacher lesson. <laughs> Schumacher. Schumacher yeah. lesson. Yeah. All right, so um, in, in our feedback section uh, for the film news, uh, Travis Langston, sorry, Langston Travis, always want to switch that up, um, said, my guess is Flashpoint is the reason why Justice League 2 was stalled. If the recent reports are accurate, it's basically Justice League 2. Well, the I will say this: the reports that I've read are um, 
pretty much all conjecture from uh, Mark Hughes at Forbes. That's what I read. Um, I might be wrong. I didn't dig too deeply into it. Um, uh, you know, I've seen a lot of people reporting that Wonder Woman is officially part of Flashpoint. Nope, that was conjecture. Yeah. Based on the comic. Yeah. I mean, fingers crossed. I think it's an absolutely great there's idea. A, there's I hope room they get, for everybody in that story. Yeah, I hope they get really close to doing, you know, Flashpoint right or, you know, at the very least, well. Yeah. Um, and close to the comic book material. But, um, I mean, maybe it's Justice League 2, maybe, I don't think it's, uh, I think it's going to be Flash at the center of a DC Universe movie, and uh, I would love to see uh, Thomas Wayne and, and Martha Wayne, I would love to see all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's fair to uh, say it's basically Justice League 2, or that that's why it was stalled, I, you know, I think they've got a lot of stuff on their plate. And uh, a lot of stuff to get to. We don't necessarily need another Justice League movie right away either, do, do we? Not right away, no. I mean, let them fill out the roster a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I'm surprised <laughs> this one's as early as it is. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's not really that early. It's only like one movie shy of what Marvel did with the Avengers, you know? I know, I know. They just, um, I guess we've, we've got a whole team in there, but some of the team is like getting added during the movie, and uh, which is mm-hmm. fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a fine way to do it if you do it right. By the way, all that Justice League promo stuff, like, every bit of it looked like it had Superman in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're not even shying away from that anymore. No. I do like that they haven't they haven't actually revealed anything. They're just kind of like, yeah, we all know, and here's some merch, and you should buy it. <laughs> right. But, but at the, hopefully they learn the lesson of, like, I as a, as a consumer, I want to know the exact, uh, you know, format in which we are going to get Superman back somewhere during the process of seeing that movie and not a second before. Mm-hmm. Yep. Not one second before. All right, so Nerdytastic on Twitter says, I will believe there's a Flash movie the moment I'm sitting in my seat to watch it, and not a second before. <laughs> I wholeheartedly support you. <laughs> I think that is an entirely prudent way to go about it. Makes sense to me, man. All right. All right, so we have a voicemail from Justin Miramon. Um, he's got a couple of, couple of questions for us, so um, let's go ahead and cut to that. Hey guys, Justin Miramon. I wanted to thank y'all for responding to my Dark Knight Rises email. That was cool. And I was hoping y'all could help me with something. Batman v Superman. I wanted to love the movie. I think I did. I think I loved it. I, but here, here's the thing. My Batman is the animated series Batman. <clears throat> for better or for worse, I'm pretty sure the better. And no one ever, I don't think, ever got anything over his head. He was a genius in that show, and in most of the comics I've read, I just can't think of a time where he was bamboozled. That was always, he was always like a deus ex machina of Batman always knew the score. And at the end, you know, it was this big reveal where, you know, he, he knew what was going on, and he stopped it quietly. The rest of the Justice League never even had a clue, but Batman was, you know, somewhere in the dark fixing things that they didn't even know were broken. And in Batman v Superman, my biggest issue that I can't seem to stop struggling with is that Baby Lex pulled the wool over his eyes so easily with what went on. And I just didn't feel like he had the level of intelligence that I would have to imagine old man Batman would have. So uh, maybe you guys can you know, help me with this. Make, make me feel better because I, I want to just love this movie completely. Yeah, that's pretty much what I'd like to know. All right, thanks. Bye. All right, Justin, man, thank you for um, for for writing in. Uh, do you have any any initial thoughts on uh on his dilemma here no Jason. i was hoping you'd have more specifics um my uh, my take on it's more that um it's for this version for a movie universe like this i don't think they can have the infallible bat um i mean he's just he's mm-hmm. he's got to be um he's got to need this team is kind of why I, I i don't mind it um like i, I like the idea that yeah. he kind of gets into the justice league and really hones his skills like at that point, I mean, you know, in the Justice League trailer, like you made that Alfred's little joke about, you know, oh, doesn't it make one long for the days of wind up penguins or whatever? Yeah, wind up exploding penguins, yeah. something of that nature. So I'm, I'm, I'm okay with this guy, even at his uh, age, still learning, still learning his lesson, and um, it, and it's not even this wasn't, um, you know, a short form prank. This was years and years and years of, uh, admittedly, possibly too much contrived um, plotting, but. 
Mm-hmm. So on on the one hand, my my suggestion would be that you know the movie it has to be there for movie purposes. But I was hoping mm-hmm. you'd have more specifics about like the comparison to BTAS. Well, like okay, in BTAS, like and Justin, dude, that is my Batman. Yeah, all totally day long, totally Philly. all day long. That is my Batman. Um, but he was not like in. He was not infallible. Like he, like okay. Um, one of my favorite episodes, Perchance to Dream, mm-hmm. duped the entire episode by the Mad Hatter running around inside of a dream. He knew something was wrong, but I mean, he was pretty. Like he thought he was going nuts. Yeah. Um, I've got Batman in my basement. He needed some kids to help him get pills, so he wasn't like. <laughs> he wasn't duped there, but he was certainly taken down a few notches. Yeah, he wasn't um, prime prime form, and um, <laughs> that episode takes a lot of heat for that. Yeah, not necessarily but, for that. Know, it takes a lot of heat in general. As far as needing kids to help, uh, you know, in TAS they also had the like the first Riddler episode. Like Robin knew all about the uh, the the Minotaur maze. Mm-hmm. Bruce didn't know anything about it. It was just a, a video game for kids. He underestimated it. Um, once they were actually in the life-size version of it, like, Batman was about to pick the wrong thing, and Robin was like, nope, if you pick that, it'll be three blades. Like, Robin knew stuff that Batman didn't know. Yeah. So... Which reminded me of, like, you know, the 66 series, where, um, you know, we all <laughs> we all remember different things about that. But what cracked me up watching uh, watching it through last year when I did was, um, man, Robin seems to, seems to be the one that solves all the puzzles. Yeah. Like, he he's and, the one working and through And Batman always goes, stuff. like... Yeah, and Batman always goes right. Um, yeah, it's either it's either uh, that like Batman had no idea and Robin just works it out, and then he goes, "Good boy, you know, good good work, old John." Right. Or or it's like he's uh, he knew it so hard that he was just kind of um, waiting for Robin to get through it with him, you know, teaching. Yeah, yeah, just coaching him. Um, but you know, and the great thing about TAS though is that they they wrote it to where like Batman and Robin worked together. There were things that Robin didn't get that Batman figured out and, and vice versa. Um, otherwise you're just going, why is Robin there? Yeah. Um, why, is she, and, why does he just insist on putting this kid in danger? <laughs> now the cool thing though is, uh, Oh yeah. A house and garden. I thought of that one too. Like poison Ivy duped Batman the entire freaking episode. Mm-hmm. Like he really started to think that she was like, she was like legit until Robin mentioned that like, Oh, you know, Chris and Kelly are girls. What? Yeah, yeah, he was trying to finally, um, finally starting to fall for it, I guess. Oh, what was the uh, the episode? The uh, I can't remember what it's called. What Jimmy the Jazz Man's in it, and uh, he like Batman is like hung up at Crime Alley, you know, talking to Leslie Tompkins, mm-hmm. and uh, he's late to the to that big bust, and uh, and Gordon gets shot by Jimmy the Jazz Man. Mm-hmm. Batman screwed the pooch on that one. <laughs> There's a lot of TAS episodes where Batman screws up. Um, <laughs> so you can let yourself off um, the hook about that a little bit if you want to. Yeah, and okay, and if you really want, like, I, like I said, love BTS. And the really cool thing about it is, if you look at the uh, the first bit of BTAS, he gets better as he goes. So by the time he's in Justice League, yeah, he is kind of like I know everything. But he's also slowly been experiencing all these things and, and coming to terms with all these different uh, new realities, you know, like, oh, yeah, magic is a thing. Oh, yeah, aliens are a thing. Yeah. Oh, no. And he's I, becoming, he's honed his craft. I like I like to think but that, the, like, he did a certain amount of research and, and uh, you know, behind the scenes tinkering and planning before when it was just, you know, him and his, his gallery. I like to think, though, that when he gets in the league, he kind of sees whole worlds and dimensions of possibilities and goes, yeah, I'm going to need to do more homework. Mm-hmm. And so then you but start also, getting like, doubts prepared for everything. We saw him do, you know, detective work to some degree in, in BVS, but he's also, he's not a Batman we've really seen on screen before. Like, not really. He's a broken version of the character. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I kind of wonder, I mean, yes, to some degree, Lex did dupe him and he, he did, but you know, would Bruce have cared or was he just like looking for a reason, like, you know, to take down Superman? Like he tells Alfred, like if there's a, if there's, you know, a 1% 1 chance chance, that, yeah, yeah, we have to take it as an absolute certainty. Yeah. Well, destroy the the, entire world. That's the brilliance of, uh, Lex's plan. Um, is, is it, it uses that against him. He's telling him the thing that he wanted to hear most in the world. Yeah. Um, even if, like, what? I'm, but what I'm saying is, even if Batman, 
knew that Lex was somehow manipulating him. He might have just he, rolled I it think anyway. he would I think he would still be like, Yeah, but is he wrong? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um so yeah, that's that's what I'm going to. That's what I'm gonna say, you know, I I, I don't know. Um Let us know if it helped. Yeah. I I, I hope I hope uh hope you can enjoy this movie as much as you actually want to enjoy it. Yeah. And you might as well, because so there's so many people that were displeased with it. You know, the those of us who liked it should dig in. Yeah. All right. So uh, we've got one more voicemail for this uh, for this film episode. Um, I, I I don't know what the hell is happening. Mm-mm. It's become increasingly but, uh, unclear. Uh, um, it appears that the old witter woman has another witter friend, mm-hmm. and uh, they're on some sort of a party line. And um, I'll admit I listened to it and I laughed at least three times while listening to it, like out loud by myself. <laughs> but uh, here now, the old witter women. Burglary of ours. Well, what was that? Oh. Who, who was that old feller talking? Who's that on our party line? Oh, we got this party line and I got this old rotary dial phone and I got well. arthritis in my finger. And I can't did, you, me did you take your rheumatiz man? Well, I did, but it's already past my bed. Well, it caused oh. me to sold my drawers. Well, and I think they said that old rheumatism medicine has that old alcohol. Oh, no, it. oh, it's the devil's dream. It is, it must well, be. But it makes me feel better. Well, that, those fellers were talking about that green lantern, and I wondered if it was one of them well, fellers holding the lantern out on their front porch. Well, who are them fellers on the telephone? I don't I, know. I hope they ain't they, listening to Get them. off our party line, you bastard. That's right. Because old Cletus might get mad. Well, now. but Cletus only three feet tall, so yeah. he ain't going to do nothing. I know, but he kind of gets jealous. Well, yeah. all right, well, I'll talk to you later. Bye. All right. Okay, you, you have a good night. You. you go to church in the morning. I will. I'll pray for your immortal you pray so. Well, you don't have that old snake handler right. tomorrow. Well, that'd be so. good. All right, I'm going to sit right in the back. Why, I'll eat me a ham sandwich for a go. (laughs) Hello? What's your take on the old Witter women, Jason? Oh, it's good to hear about her diet. (laughs) Um, I'll... uh... I have I have um, so much trouble un- physically understanding what's happening with these things most of the time that by the end of it I'm like I heard ham sandwich I heard ham sandwich I'm sure of that and I think they're going to a snake church. <laughs> they gotta get their rheumatism medicine. Yeah, the rheumatism medicine. What was the thing about the the guy that was three feet tall who who wasn't gonna do nothing to, to nobody? I, I, I don't know. I have know. no idea. I don't know what's happening yeah. anymore. Um. <laughs> they sent us another one, but I, we'll get to that next week. Gotcha. We can only do we can only do one witter women or witter woman voicemail per week. That sounds I, 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 I can't do more than that. <laughs> I'm sorry, witter women. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, that's going to wrap it up for the film news. If you guys are going to stick around, that's awesome. But for those people who aren't sticking around, um, Please go uh, go check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, DC on Screen. You can find us all those places. If you want to send us a voicemail and uh, you know be like the old Witter woman, mm-hmm. um, you can call us at two zero five two five nine six three three one, and uh, we'll play you on the air. Now let's uh, get into some DC TV news. Um, seems to be kind of a, there was a lot and, uh, there was a lot that was just kind of not worth talking about, but what did you make of the Riddler to have a, an identity crisis in, in Gotham season four? Uh, I, I did, he's going to have to, I mean, I, I, I did like where they're going to take it. Cause what they're doing is it sounds like once he comes out of the ice, he's going to be, um, like he's going to be pretty average, mentally you know? challenged. I, I, I couldn't tell if they were going to make it challenged or if they were going to cap, you know, just cap him at average. But he's definitely not going to yeah. be, you know, super smart anymore. Um, I don't know what they'll do with that. I really, I really don't. Yeah, I don't know. either. I mean, he seems excited about it because he gets to explore another version of the character. I did like um, 
uh, sorry, I forgot his name at the moment, but him talking about he uh, he's like, man, I, I got to play. I got to play the real Riddler for like a couple episodes. It was great. Yeah, I got so he's like I got so close. Yeah. <laughs> so whatever they're gonna do, it's not gonna be, you know, the Riddler proper anymore. They may just ditch. No. They may ditch that entirely. Maybe. I mean, for now. I don't know. I'll tell you what pissed me off though. Aaron Richards was talking about. Uh, well, they asked her if like Batgirl might be brought onto the show. And I don't think Aaron Richards, based on everything I've read, I don't believe Aaron Richards realizes that she, her character is not supposed to be Batgirl. Yeah, her name's Barbara, so she's just going with it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she believes that she's supposed to be Batgirl according to the comics. Um, But they, yeah, they asked her if uh, (laughs) Batgirl being brought on was impossible. She said, I don't think so. She says, I think it's still possible. I think this version of Barbara that will get... Oh, that we'll see will actually be the most surprising to Jim as a development. I think he might be taken aback by how she's turned out and not necessarily in a bad way. Um, so, I mean, if you didn't know, I mean, she's going to be back. She's not dead. Uh, we had high hopes, <laughs> but, um, but she's still around. And, um, I, I was afraid of this. I was thinking about this, uh, earlier this week, I guess. I was like, you know, I bet they'll like use that electrocution as like the reset button. Intense, ele- yeah, like intense electroshock therapy. Yeah, and she'll like come back and she'll be like, I don't know, all nice and stuff again. Mm-hmm. I don't know, cured by some stretch or something. I don't know. Yeah. Eh, it, it won't be breaking just, precedent. Um, the show has no idea how how uh, mental health works in general. It's the, the same <laughs> show that 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 two years ago was handing out certificates of wellness. Like, I have a piece yeah. of paper that says I'm sane now, so I don't have to go to jail. Right. Even though I murdered several people. Well, that's something the comics have always done. I know. To some degree. I know. And, but that, it's, you know, there, there's there's mentioning it, and then there's employing the device, and then there's literally showing us on screen a, a, a certificate, a signed certificate. Right. It's, that's that's leaning on it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. So the producers of Gotham talked a little bit about um, how they're going to have Bruce running around with like uh, basically like a utility belt and and gadgets and stuff. Like he's got to be a little little proto Batman. Little proto Bat. Um, and of course, because they have no, uh, they're just all about trying to excite fans, and they have no respect. They started bringing up Year One and stuff, and I'm like, dude, you're not going to be like Year One. Just calm the hell down. You're not going to be like Year One. <laughs> This is not your one. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm curious about what they think they're gonna take from it. Yeah, I we'll see. I don't necessarily believe them. Yeah. But it's a short enough book. Yeah. They probably, you know, at least they read it. Right, mate. Well, I don't. I don't know about that either. Yeah. <laughs> um. See, so you sent me. You sent me a, a story about why uh, Laura Benanti isn't returning to Supergirl. You know, she had put out a. a uh, a tweet saying it was because being a mom is more important, but then it turns out she's been promoted to series regular on another show. Yeah. yeah. I laughed when I saw that. I like, oh, I think I know the whole picture now. Okay. Yeah. Like, oh, well. So that's what's happening there. She's going to be on uh, the detour, um, hopefully doing a better job than she did on Supergirl. Mm, I know she can act. Uh, yeah, I've seen her act and do well. Yeah. I don't I don't know what's going on. Now uh, we're going to see what, um. oh, what's her name? Lois Lane. Erica Durant. Now we're going to see what she can do. Yeah. I mean, I already know what she can do. <laughs> Be probably the best damn live action Lois Lane I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. I could get down with that. You know, it was like, and we haven't talked about Smallville. We're going to talk about it soon. Yeah. Really soon. But, um, you know what? I, um, I did not think they could cast a Lois Lane on Smallville that made me feel like, you know what? I'm glad Chloe and Clark didn't wind up together. It, but they it did. took time to, it took her years to grow on me. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, they kind of kept slipping her in just a little at a time. Yeah. Until she was like main cast member. Yeah. And you know, just Chloe was so important to me that I, it's just, that's kind of what was going on too. I didn't want her to get in the way of what was going on with that. But no, yeah. there was also that thing though with Chloe where it was like where they were. I think they did it on purpose. Where it was like they they were trying to wean me off of the idea of Chloe mm-hmm. by annoying me with her, like. <laughs> like I felt like every time Clark was hanging out with any other girl, like she would just kind of give that, like they would like cut to the close up of her, like looking sad. Yeah. I'm like, oh, with shut the, up! It's been like six years. With the the <laughs> you just kicked my puppy look. Yeah, I'm like, it's been like forever. Stop freaking out about this. Stop being sad all the time, Chloe. Right. I know. 
Clark will never like you. I don't know why, but Clark will never like you. <laughs> anyway. Never got it either. But we'll get on to that. Yeah. Always so much more interesting than Lana. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, in a big bummer of news, uh, Tom Felton is not returning as a series regular on The Flash. Even there, There's no plan on him returning, apparently. Not currently. Um, that Sometimes that just means they haven't worked out the deal yet. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we'll have to we'll have to see what that what that amounts to because we could you know maybe could... he's the real thinker. Yeah, that'll do it. And he like what if like because they cast the thinker and I don't remember who it was. Mm-mm. I didn't really care because I didn't know the person. But you know, in the same way, they're like, "Hey, Zoom is you know Candyman," mm-hmm. and then it's like, "Well, nope, now Zoom is Teddy Sears." You know, and maybe that's what it is. Like they're like, "Hey, look at the it's the thinker," and then like at the end, it's like. Surprise! It's Tom Felton. Yeah, that could. I don't. I. I feel like we're gonna see um, maybe another headline in a few weeks. It's like uh, Tom Felton to be a regular on Workaholics or some crap like that. <laughs> I think Workaholics is ending. Yeah. Tom Tom Felton will be joining Silicon Valley. <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> Grant Gustin. Uh, was has been saying and and teasing this, and then like some uh, behind the scenes uh, pictures showed up online of Flash's new suit. It's not really a new suit. It's basically his twenty twenty four suit, like from the from that from Flash the, Forward episode, yeah. or when he like goes to the future, you know. Yeah. Um. So it looks a little more like the comic book Flash suit, but you know, if you just showed it to me and said, "Hey, what do you think of the new suit?" I'd be like, "Ah, it looks the same to me," but I'm not observant. Put them side by side, and I'll know the difference. I mean, I can tell you the difference, but I don't know his. I don't know. I don't know costumes well enough to like. I I, I can't. I, I can't do that. I have to have someone has to point it out to me and then go. Oh yeah. Well, you know, he's more red. Yeah. He's he's more like traditional red. Uh, he's he's got a little more gold, like the glo- the gold lightning on the on the uh, suit. He's got like the gold lightning belt. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there there it's there. It's legitimate. I just I'm not. You know. I would have if no one had brought it up. I would have been like, huh? Yeah. Right, this is where I need to be like to flash to me. for me sometimes. <laughs> now this is really exciting to me. They cast Hartley Sawyer, and I don't know who that cat is, but he looks the role. They cast him as the elongated man, freaking Ralph Dibney. Mm-hmm. Um, I am super excited about that. He looks right. I don't know his. I don't know his history. I don't know where he comes from, but um. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Whatever the article was said, but it wasn't a thing I knew. Mm. Um, but yeah, he looks right. Uh, but um, yeah, I'm, I don't know why. I'm just really excited about that. I've always liked Ralph Dibney. I wonder if Sue is going to be around. Uh, you know, I uh, apparently they are going to like really dig into him being the like the private investigator um, that's helping them solve like, a mystery. You know, mm-hmm. um, you know, and long aided man. You know was in the actual Flash comic, you know, many years ago. So, um, yeah, I just, I dig it. I dig it, and I... Uh, Something that might be nice, though, is they're, um, you know, the, the team investigates things, but they don't, it's, it's um, they don't so much have investigations as they just have, like, constant breakthroughs. Mm-hmm. I, I, I kind of like the idea of needing someone who focuses on an investigation uh, uh, kind of coming in and out of the story this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know how. I don't know if he'll only be on one episode or what. I didn't. No, it says recurring. See any mention? I had, I had seen recurring. Did you see recurring? Yeah. Oh, you know what? It's right in front of my face. I'm an idiot. It's right there. Recurring <laughs> role. <laughs> that was in the casting call, I think, too. It was supposed to be a recurring role. Yeah, yeah. I'm an idiot. This new format has made me lazy. Uh, um, but yeah, I, that's exciting to me. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, it won't be like a Tom Felton recurring, where it's like next season we'll just never see him again. Yeah. Or they'll like make them boring and stick them on Legends of Tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, it, it might happen that way too. <laughs> um, all right. So speaking of which, Gorilla Grodd is going to be coming to Legends of Tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. You know, Mark Guggenheim. Mark Guggenheim said uh, jokingly said that oh uh, uh, he works for bananas. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I, the only thing I thought was Grodd hate banana. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah. And apparently he's going to have, like, a super team or something. But, uh, and Guggenheim said, like, yeah, I won't tell you what it is, what the team's name is, but we'll try to work it in, like, Legion of Doom if we have a way. Yeah. If they can squeeze it into the episode somehow. I mean, it's, you know, yeah. likely to be the uh, secret society, but. 
Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, Damien Dark's coming back, and it's going to be like post-dead Damien Dark from Arrow. Mm-hmm. Which I'm just not at all interested in seeing. I really want. I, I liked Damian Dark, but I'm. I really just would rather him not be around anymore. The only thing that had me um, excited about it really is somewhere it was mentioned that uh, I forget where I forget who who said it, but they said it was going to be fun, Damian again. Mm. And I really did uh, like first half of season four. He was a lot of fun. Um, he enjoyed. Mm-hmm. He enjoyed being evil, and that was that was good. Yeah. He started taking himself too seriously, and he was overpowered at some point later in the game it just wasn't worth it anymore yeah um yeah so uh guggenheim was talking about uh how they already have a shape for season seven of arrow and he says it's the earliest they've ever had an idea for a season that far ahead um and it's come out of their conversations about season six i think that's interesting um i'm a little afraid like usually when shows plan that far ahead they get married to an idea that they have and then they like don't allow the show to uh be written organically like they don't let it if like there's a lot of times you'll write something and then it like looks different than what you wrote yeah. or just the, when it's the actually being acted not there for it or something or the, like that. yeah the response isn't there for it um and then you know and a perfect example of that is spoilers if you haven't seen how i met your mother you know what i won't even be i won't even spoil it but uh they had a very specific idea in mind for the ending and they shot it with the two kids you know who react and everything to the story mm-hmm. um in like season two they shot that that react those reactions um but by the time they had no idea the show was going to last nine seasons so by the time they get to the ninth season they're still like so enamored with their co- original concept their original ending that they still did it but it just didn't make any sense for the characters at that point yeah. Like so much of it was just not right. It was it actually made them in the last episode regress like two or three of the main characters in a way that seemed um forced. Unreal well, forced and, and just completely unrealistic. So it just undid like three or four seasons worth of stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, not saying that they'll they'll do that, but I always kinda worry when they're like, Oh yeah, we've got like a thing in mind for the next season. I'm like, you haven't even done this one. Yeah, I'm hoping it's and generally, not so much like a like you're saying, that's like a scene, and it it'll and it didn't make sense by then. I'm hoping this is only next year um, yeah. that they're talking about. I'm hoping it's kind of a, just a concept, like where they want the team to be yeah. by you know, but, 701. But you know, you, you consider how often Guggenheim and Miracle will make a statement about what's about to happen on Arrow, and you know what, Kreisberg does it, and Helbig don't even do this mm-hmm. too much. Um, but it's always Miracle and Guggenheim to do this shit specifically. They're the ones where that they'll stand be up. like, oh we're going to do this and we think it's going to do this and blah, blah, blah. And they have these like kind of like bold statements of, of, uh, vagueness, but very like, yeah, <laughs> like, you know, when it doesn't pan out, if you think back on yeah. it, because like you, and sure enough, like, you know, they're into five episodes and they've already been like, well, that didn't really pan out. We're not doing yeah. that. It didn't really happen. So I, you know, I don't. On the know. I don't it means really they kind of they much. do enough press that you do get to look somewhat inside the room, but um, not yeah. always the most efficient use of your time. Yeah. Uh, so David Ramsey said uh, the the actor that plays Diggle said that they'll be uh, going back into the Lila controversy, the uh, their you know their relationship problems about her being the new Amanda Waller. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dude, we're like two seasons into that shit. I I thought it was too much last year when they did it, and I thought they wrapped it up pretty well, um, because you know as we stated in numerous times in in our reviews and stuff, uh, I mean Diggle had his brother in a black site, like Diggle tortured him. Diggle basically is Lila. Yeah. What is the issue, yeah. dude? Uh, it, they just never quite uh, worked it out, I guess. But yeah, well, David Ramsey saying that he doesn't like what she does and. They're going to get back into that. I am just bummed about that. I don't want to see any more of that. Yeah. <laughs> I get the feeling it's going to get, he's, he's going to have too much time on his hands. Um, uh-huh. Because uh, from the previous press, it looks like he's going to be one of the people that comes out pretty heavily injured. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was kind of funny. Willa Holland was uh, doing this thing where she was like, well, this is what Thea's focus is going to be for the next season. If I survive. Mm-hmm. You know, where she just kept kind of bringing up, like, things, like, story, you know, like, ideas for the character, but then being like, I mean, 
if I'm still there. I'm like, oh, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> I really do wish, like, on, on ones like this, though, I wish they would just all get these glorious, like, this is what we're going to do with the character, really exciting stories, and then turns out they're dead, and then, like, you do a, you know, you go talk to them later and go, oh, it's it just all a lie. I was dead. I was going to be dead. Yeah. I mean, really go for it. Like, really go for the prank here. For, like, SDCC, for any of the, any of the, like, promotional stuff, it should literally just be Oliver and William. Yeah. Sitting yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, that'd work. Oh, and they should have uh, Josh Segura sitting there, too, but with a bullet hole in his head, mm-hmm. just laying there. Just laying on the floor. <laughs> like, like, Josh, what do you think? The closest I've seen him do was, um, like, the other, uh, I think I mentioned this the other week, though, like, um, one of the TV line interviews, they, the guy asked him, like, so who's here just for show right now? And they all raised their hand. I'm like, okay, that's good. Uh-huh. That was something, at least. Yeah. Yeah. Um... So I guess I I don't really have much to say about this, but I think it, I thought it was kind of cool to note that uh, Titans has actually started casting. Mm-hmm. Um, they cast Tegan Croft as Raven. I don't know I don't know her body of work. I don't um, think there's much of one. I look up her IMDb. It's pretty scar uh, pretty sparse so far. Yeah, uh, pretty girl though. Mm-hmm. Looks. I don't know that I've ever seen much of Raven's face. Yeah, she's, she's always very, got that very hood. Hooded, but um, so you know, I like the character of Raven. I, I hope they do. Uh, Hope they do her well mm-hmm. in this in this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, exciting news: Batman v Super uh, Batman v Superman Batman <laughs> versus Two Face uh, gets a release date. They uh, Best Buy has it listed uh, as uh, October seventeenth. Um, so you can bet I'll be buying that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's you know Adam West's last portrayal of Batman and uh, William Shatner's portrayal of Two Face. That's gonna be good. It should be a lot of oh, fun. Yeah. It'll probably, what do you think, they'll um, probably get a uh, theatrical theatrical release for that one? I don't know. I haven't heard anything it, uh, necessarily. Was it Fathom? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I haven't heard anything about the Fathom. That's... If, uh, there might be. They, uh, I mean, when they, they announced it, for instance, for Batman Harley Quinn, but, I mean, that comes out in, like, yeah. a, a week, and they only announced it a few weeks ago, so... Yeah. Um, so, um, Al Granite and uh, Semaconda on Twitter... Uh, well, first, uh, Al Granite said he missed us. He wants us to hurry back. We're back. We're back. Um, <laughs> he said, maybe you can talk, uh, when you come back, you can talk a little bit about this. And um, he linked us to Kevin Conroy doing Christian Bale's lines on the Talkin' Tunes Nerdist podcast mm-hmm. with Rob Paulson. Did you get a chance to see I this did. thing? I did. It was so much better. It was, to some degree, but... Um, I was talking to Eli Offelders, and I said, "I was, <laughs> I saw her. I said, you know, it's uh, it. If anything, it it just points out how freaking much Christian Bale's Batman talked, because I'm pretty sure that's the most I've ever heard Kevin Conroy do the character one in point, one like conversation. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, gosh, Kevin Conroy, stop! It's not Batman anymore. Yeah. He's talking too much." It's like all these, like, fl- all this flowery, like, idyllic speech, you know, like, oh. Yeah, he didn't, Which um, he didn't philosophize too often back in. No. No. Not a lot of um, opining out of the bat. Yeah. You know, the first thing I always think of when I think of, like, the the proper portrayal of Batman <laughs> is that scene from the animated series where, um, I think it's from Robin's Reckoning, where they're sitting on the roof, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, Batman's standing, Robin's sitting, and he's like, if I'd known it was going to take this long, I would have brought my homework. And he's just, like, chatting to Batman, and Batman's just sitting there with his binoculars, standing there with his binoculars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Robin's, Robin's just, just so aggravated. To, like, a one-sided conversation, I think, that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I like to think he, that's that's how, you know, by the time he's, uh, you know, Robin, uh, older age Robin and Nightwing, he's he's... Usually his dialogue is, uh, he's very talkative, you know, and um, I'd like to think that's why. It's just he spent so much years having to carry both ends of the conversation. Uh, yeah. Or the, uh, what was it, the, oh gosh, what episode, Night of the Ninja or something, uh, with Kyurakin, um, the old ninja who, who came back to, to take down Bruce. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's that great scene where uh, Robin basically saves him, and 
Batman just skulks away, and Robin just stares at him for a second. He's like, oh, thanks for saving... He even does the, the affectation. He's like, thanks for saving my bacon, Robin. Hey, no problem, Batman. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like Batman should be way more quiet. Yeah. Uh, but it was cool to see... Um, it was cool to see him doing uh, the the Christian Bale lines. I always enjoy stuff like that, like uh, hearing different versions of uh, like I, there's a guy on YouTube that did um, he basically does a, a fantastic imitation of uh, Hamill's Joker, and he uh, took this like all the Nicholson scenes of the Joker from '89 mm-hmm. and um, overdubbed them, and it's just fantastic. So I, I enjoy seeing all those uh, that kind of stuff. Nice. Moving on. Um, <laughs> Bruce Tim was talking about um, the possibility of doing more Batman animated series movies, essentially. Mm-hmm. And he was like, "If this, he says, if Batman and Harley Quinn does really, really well, the home video people will say, yeah, let's do some more in that classic style." Um, I've heard some really bad reviews though about this thing. Yeah, I've heard mixed reviews. We're gonna have to, we're gonna have to kind of wait that out. Yeah, I don't know. Um, he also said he wasn't sure if it was in the uh, the animated series time uh, timeline or universe or whatever. He said that was the intention, but then you know he wasn't really sure. Maybe he's, it's just head canon. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean that series kind of um, bounced around a little bit anyway. Mm-hmm. It didn't necessarily move completely linearly, so um, yeah, it's not like it went back and forth in time. It's just that it didn't carry like season long arcs for the most part, and. Um, yeah, pretty pretty episodic. You could just kind of squeeze this in anywhere if you wanted to and call it part of the day. Mm-hmm. All right, well, um, that's all I've got, man. Do you have anything else? Uh, oh, wanted to see what you thought about this. They uh, Did you see they moved, uh, they're going to move Arrow for one night? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you know what? I had a computer freeze, ah, and I okay. had I had put that in, and I forgot, and it apparently didn't save. I knew there was stuff that didn't save, uh, so I apologize. Yeah, I'm sure there's something else I wanted to talk about that I missed, but uh, yeah, that I thought that was really cool. It's going to be like a two-night event. It's going to be uh, Supergirl and Arrow, and then Tuesday night's going to be Flash and Legends of Tomorrow. I'm fully behind that. I think that's really cool. Yeah. Well, and the funny part is the, um, I think it was the CW president. I think it was uh, Mark Berkowitz, I want to say. Um, I think Petowitz? That was the, uh, Petowitz, thank you. Um, I think that was the guy they were, they were quoting, but he basically said, <laughs> it's, kind of, it's kind of funny. He basically said, like, we talked to marketing. And uh, they think it'd be a good idea to try it this way. So, uh, and then he kind of said, "Like, look, that, who knows? Next year it could just be it could be four nights and take up the whole week. We don't know, but we're going to try it this way." Okay, fair enough. Uh-huh. And the um, the one thing that it, uh, it hit me though was I remember several weeks ago um, Stephen Amell saying that he was uh, he was going to be glad to anchor the the crossover, like and, you know talking about him moving to Thursday nights now. Mm-hmm. Um, which would have been he had still anchored it on Wednesday, but um, yeah. I wondered if he was going to be a little bummed about that. And see, the thing is, I think this probably works out better because, like, the ending of um, last year's crossover is probably one of the best um, Legends episodes they'll ever make. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the book ending it with with Legends like that makes more sense. And, and you know, with with Arrow last year, they kind of did this uh, a little bit of a bottle episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so this this makes sense to me. This make, yeah, this it's makes gonna sense be to uh, it's gonna be November twenty seventh and twenty eighth. Uh, the only so, thing they swear yeah. by, and they're almost, they're almost every time I've heard anybody talk about the crossover, they almost go out of their way to mention, and it's going to be all four shows, I promise. Like, we're not doing the thing we did to you last year with Supergirl. Right. Um, <laughs> well, there were so many people complaining about that. I, I didn't mind it. I did mind that one. I mean, it, it, it um, I didn't mind how they did it. I minded them billing it as a four-night crossover. Uh-huh. And then not doing that. Yeah. I I don't know. I didn't care. I don't think. Now you might go back and listen to something from that around that time period, and maybe I was going, "Yeah, that was bullshit." I don't know. I just didn't like Kelly. Yeah. I, I didn't like. I felt, I felt like I'd had a bait and switch happen, and then they didn't learn from their lesson again. So they go back and do the the Flash Supergirl musical crossover, and they do, and they did the <laughs> same thing, and then everyone kind of shrugged their shoulders and went, "What? We told you. We told you that was bullshit. What are you doing?" Because remember, the music master only shows up for like the first last, you know. 30 yeah. seconds of Supergirl. Yeah, I know. But. It's okay. I don't know. It doesn't bother me. But then, 
I'm not I'm not terribly like all about the crossovers anyway. I don't really like I enjoy them, but you know I don't feel cheated. I like them. I mean, and in any kind of way. I I feel like we have about the amount I want. Like I don't want to do an. Um, I like it. The mixture right now is like you maybe do a few characters crossing over um, for a couple episodes. Mm-hmm. Like maybe um, you know Cisco's in Star City for a week or something like that. I I love those little moments where they just have one guy you know, on a different lot in Vancouver for a day, and then we're back. Uh-huh. Um, but these things are such a bitch to plan. I, I totally get why. It was like, I, I even appreciate that they're committing to, like, you know, we've got these four shows, we're going to cross them over. It's a huge deal to plan. I mean, nightmare. Mm-hmm. Complete nightmare scenario. So I get I get that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I get not having more of them. I'm good with the mix we got. Right. Um, let me ask you something. Mm-hmm. Have, have you ever heard of the word jiped? I don't think so. Like J I P E D. I don't. Well, it's. I was I was at the store, mm-hmm. and I overheard a kid, and uh, he was like looking at something, and he didn't like the prices of it, and he was like, "Oh man, what a jipe! Uh, they're trying to jipe me." Did he like <laughs> see gypped written down somewhere and and not heard? <laughs> that's what I think. And is now going around mispronouncing it. <laughs> that's a, yeah. I think that's what's happening. Like I'm like, oh, it's a kid that's lived his entire life on the internet and has never actually heard of this word. Right. So he's just mispronounced. Okay. But uh, yeah, I was just me. I just wanted to make sure, and uh, I had to ask because I was. I, well, fun, one is funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. I like <laughs> I like the idea of this kid being out there doing that. He just kept saying it. He was like, oh man, they're, they're, they're jiping me. <laughs> All right, maybe it's just the the new way people are doing that these days. They've decided. Decided to rework that way. Right. Okay. Yeah. I've got a, I've got a random question for anyone who knows. Um, anyone anyone who knows enough about uh, uh, civic policy is it is it supposed to be just like illegal or to have an intersection that doesn't have any stop signs? Because I feel like someone's supposed to be in trouble. <laughs> but me and me and a, a fully loaded fifty three foot semi, uh, thankfully, noticed the lack of of stop sign at the same time. And like we we're, we're we're I mean I was about to T-bone a, a a big old car or he was about to get me I couldn't tell I couldn't quite tell who was gonna get who if um but we were going like we we're both going the same speed not even paying attention nothing in front of us to make a stop and then like we both saw each other in time stopped and first looked at each other like what the hell man and then we both looked for each other's stop sign couldn't find it and then we looked at we looked back at each other like what the hell you know, trying to kill us out here I I want to say I've heard of that. That it's like the same, that it's basically, if you don't see any stop signs at a four-way stop, it is the same rule as if you have four stop signs, like whoever got there first gets to go first. Okay, well... You just take turns. I don't, I don't know how that would work. I mean, I thought that was why they got the stop signs, was to, uh, you know, indicate Yeah, that. but the stop signs don't help that. I've I've been in plenty of four-way stops with stop signs. Nobody knows what the hell they're doing. No, no one does. There's always just it's it's just like four guys looking at each other, and then um, then there's the one one person who says, "Fuck this, y'all stay. I can I'm I'm gonna go." And then everybody goes at once. Yeah. And then slams on their brakes. Yeah. And it's a whole thing. And then you stop and start with each other three or four times until one of you just like wild emotions. Go, man, go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I I would just like to know if anyone happens to to know if if uh, if that's something that's. <laughs> If there's a policy yeah. for this, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, they're taking our tax dollars, you know, and not putting up uh, stop signs. At yeah. The stop. I'll tell you, what, it's a great, uh, great deterrent for texting and driving, man. I mean, I was, I, I was thinking, know. like, dude, if I'd gotten a text right then, I might have had, I might have, I might have hit this guy. Seems like a total jipe to me. Right. Right. We were jiped at least <laughs> one stop sign. I'm calling it. Let's I don't think it. I have anything. Let's call it. <laughs> All right. Uh, once again, if you've uh, <laughs> if you've uh, managed to make it this far uh, and you'd like to interact with us a little more, also by the way, I wanted to say uh, thanks to Doctor Steve who who contacted us on Facebook, asked us uh, if we were ever coming back. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sorry about that. Um, we actually would have come back last week, but you were busy. You had to, you had to be out and about. Yeah, I, uh, I couldn't, couldn't make it last week. Um, which you know wound up being fine because I'm, I'm pretty sure. Like I've been sick for like three weeks, mm-hmm. like burning gums, burning tongue. Like it feels like my mouth has, which I don't. It, that has just stopped. 
But uh, for like three weeks, I felt like I had like hot sauce and peppermint in my mouth constantly. Yeah. And uh, that turned out to be sinusitis. Yeah. Like some sort of, you know, terrible. Uh, and I'm still congested as crap. But um, so I probably sound a little weird this episode. But, right. Yeah. Anyway. And still, um, we needed a couple of weeks to um, uh, kind of game plan. Yeah. Well, we didn't really like desperately need that, but it wound up working out for the best, I think. It just ended up being well-timed, I thought, yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, if you want to hit us up, uh, connect with us, uh, we would love for you to. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, Twitter. That's, that's part of the point here is uh, we want to make it more like, what do you want to talk about? Yeah. Uh, Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram, DC on screen. You can catch up with me personally on Twitter at David C. Robertson. Um, if you want to leave us a voicemail and be like Justin Miramon or uh, the old Witter woman. 205-259-6331. Uh, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna tell you not to be like the old winter woman. It's up to you. But there is only, there is only so much we can take. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to have to develop anything called a widow woman policy. <laughs> Hold on, I have to know what that would entail. I, I, I don't know. I don't want to really. I, I, I don't even. I don't want that to be a part of my life. Getting into that. Oh man. I'd love to know what that would be. Well, we may have to find out. We'll see. <laughs> okay. I, re- I rescind my prior statement. Please. <laughs> <laughs> Please. <laughs> be as ridiculous and creative as you want with the voicemail system. Uh, I would, in fact, love for Jason to have to concoct a <laughs> Witter Woman policy. You just want to see the memo. It's sent over in your. It just open a memo. It, memorandum. What a woman policy. <laughs> Paragraph three, article two of the Witter Woman policy <laughs> clearly states. I don't know what it would clearly state. I know what it. I'm. I'm. If if I if I ever have to do it, I'll try to keep it um, uh, tweetable. Yeah. So you can let other people know what happened. <laughs> no more than three mentions of soiling oneself in any given <laughs> voicemail. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would think the first rule would be <laughs> sentences and voicemails must be legible. Like, we <laughs> have to be coherent. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, again, 205-259-6331 for the voicemail. Uh, we hope you guys enjoyed the show uh, this week. Uh, let us know what you thought of the new format. Um, if you decide, and I, you know, this is going to be weird for me to ask, but if you decide to not listen to us anymore because we're not quite as, uh, uh, comprehensive as we once were or something, uh, at least drop me a message, drop us a line somewhere along the line, uh, DC on screen at gmail.com. You can do that too. Yeah. No hard um, feelings. Yeah. I'd like to, I'd like to know what your thoughts are on that and why you would choose to do that. Or to not, us. you know, yeah, like, why would you choose <laughs> to do that to us? No, <laughs> no I mean, you know, I'd, I, I think I'd like the the, uh, the chance to apologize to you one-on-one in some capacity. Because it was a really hard decision to make to change things up. Yeah, yeah, that was not taken lightly. Anyway, we'll be back next week. We love you guys. Until next time, keep some DC on your screen. <laughs> <laughs>